0: They know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 1049 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's right, we are not mailing it in this week. We are here with a new show just for you because that's how we roll. I'm Eddie. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, his Cougars are now proud members of the Big 12 Conference, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger.
1: Jordan, welcome to the show. Eddie, ed- and I mean the big show, as in the Big 12. I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that uh, you know, we can now put the, the Big 12 logo on our, uh, on our field. And, and we might not put it in the right place. We might put it on the 25 and, and, the, uh, and the 15, but we'll, we'll get it right eventually. You're new to this whole conference affiliation thing. BYU's been independent forever, yeah, and it's okay. And that one should be facing the other direction, so that the other team could can read it on their side. You don't you don't put them both in the same direction. Well, you know, we'll figure it. We've got time. We'll figure it out. We'll send you some pictures. Yes, there you go, Eddie. I don't know if you know, it's uh, it's Independence Day week. We got the Fourth of July this week, and so I'm rocking my 1991 NBA All Star Michael Jordan jersey. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's got the red, white, and blue in it. I thought
0: that looked pretty old school. That, uh, NBA logo is very big.
1: Yes. It's, it's a 91 Jersey. It's MJ and, uh, it's a, it's a great little Jersey right here. How old were you in 91? I was 10 years old. Eddie. You're like, oh, I was going to say seven. Um, yeah, I think I didn't buy this Jersey in 91. I do have a, uh, I do have a Steve young Jersey still from, I think 93 or 94, which I will, I will break out on occasion. But this jersey, this was a. I bought this at a, at an older age. I think I was about to start high school. Yeah, I believe that. Maybe,
0: maybe a year away.
1: You're an old man.
0: Yeah, and I feel it. All the time, man.
1: Well, everybody, happy 4th of July week. Hope you have a great week. Hope you are safe. Hope you are uh, have a chance to celebrate. Eddie, yeah, I, I Please uh, be careful with the fireworks. Please be careful with fireworks. Don't blow your hands up. Uh, Eddie, I had a chance. I was out at, uh, at Lake Travis on Monday night. Uh, they, they decided to do the fireworks a night early. I think Mattress Mac has it locked up on, uh, on Tuesday night, on, on the actual 4th. So they wait, did what? the. Wait, wait, wait. Explain the Mattress Mac? What? Mattress Mac has a house uh-huh. on Lake Travis. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a big house. It's a big, big house. And he does a firework show on the 4th of July. Oh. And so on uh-huh. Monday night, I went to a different firework show at Lake at Lake Travis in Valente. And, and it was a good show, but we watched it on the water. It was a late night, Eddie.
0: Fireworks for the normal people. And uh, uh, for us peons, you went Monday night. Yes. I well, I
1: mean, yeah. Tuesday night as well, but yes, Monday night. Yes.
0: All right. That's cool. I've never been that big on fireworks. You know, I'll watch it, but after like the first couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, it's sparkly. What else are we doing? You're gonna, I'm, ready, are we going?
1: You're, I'm ready to move on.
0: Yes. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I've never been that big. But one year, I did get to watch fireworks in New York from Brooklyn. There you go. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It was with my buddy Clay um, when he was a, where was he? Frostburg State, I believe. He was working on his master's. Nice. So we drove up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A fitting Eddie that uh, you know the, it's the Fourth of July. This last week, I was in San Diego, and uh, and I stayed Ooh, nice. on uh, on Coronado Island, and I was at a, a dinner on, uh, gosh, I think Wednesday night. And when I got back uh, to the beach at, in Coronado, the uh, the Navy SEALs were out there. In their training, so this was the the second week of these new Navy SEAL trainings, and it was crazy. It was crazy to see them. I mean, full uniform, going out into the water, uh, taking a, a little boat around, and then coming up and pulling it up over rocks, and then uh, then they have to do like gorilla uh, crawls. They have to do or bear crawls drag for drag people carry people. Uh, they said that they had 118 people that started at week one. They were down to about 78 and they expected that through hell week. Uh, they would probably lose another 40 or so. Uh, but uh, it was, it was impressive to see nevertheless and, and makes you appreciate the things that they do for you. Do they drag or carry you that? No, they they're like get away. Don't, don't even come near us. And uh, they saw my weight. They, they don't want any of this. These guys are all, all fit and they're going to carry fit people. They don't want, oh, yeah. they, they don't want people like us, Eddie.
0: Well, you know, sometimes you got to get a, a you get bigger, fit people that you know you got to get used to their weight. And, yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're not going to just carry
1: only uh, only fit people around. Let's be honest. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, well, speaking of San Diego, Jordan, and this is a far reach, but I went to the Astros at Rangers game, and it was the 20th birthday of their mascot captain. Okay. And one of the San Diego Padres mascots was there at the game to celebrate. And they. Yes, to help celebrate, him and a couple other mascots. Um, And they basically tortured an effigy, Orbit, the Astros mascot. They're on the center field with this, um, basically a pinata of Orbit. They're, like, kicking it and dropping elbows on it.
1: As they should have.
0: This is pretty rude, man. And, of course, I go up there. My buddy Victor had an extra ticket, uh, so we had a quick up and back. And the one game I get to go to, Astros won the series 3-1. Of course, i go to the one. Astros forgot how to play on Saturday. Had like two hits until Kyle Tucker hit a bomb in the ninth inning, but it wasn't enough to catch up.
1: Well, it makes me feel good that you went to the game where they lost. You would. Eddie, what else? What else did you do uh, this week? Um, You know what, Jordan? I've never dealing with
0: Spectrum Cable again. I don't know if they're a sponsor of the station or not. I don't know if they have a sponsorship in anywhere in the cluster. And if they do, I'm sorry, but... Then go to hell. <laughs> I, had to tur- I had to turn in my modem because, you know, I just moved. Yes. I could only use-, only use AT&T in my current apartment. First off, I spent like half an hour driving around this shopping center in Cedar Park because stupid Google Maps has the Spectrum Store inside Burlington
1: Coat Factory. Okay, that makes it difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, they're not there. They're about a quarter mile away in the area of this shopping center in the corner that you can't see from Burlington Coat Factory. Because of the trees and other buildings and stuff. So I'm driving around for like half an hour. Because the store is like on the edge. I don't see it. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, it's got to be over here somewhere. So finally, I almost uh, <laughs> drive in front of the security guard's car. I was literally about to cut him off like like action movie style. And made him show me where the dang store was. And then I get inside Jordan. And I have to wait 40 minutes just to give them their dang modem modem back. Because they're too busy trying to sell cell phone plans. I am never dealing with Spectrum again.
1: And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your pain. That that can be frustrating. That can be troubling. Um, and so I'm sorry. There's nothing else. I can I almost say killed there.
0: a security guard, Jordan. He's like 70.
1: Let's 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 not. Let's probably refrain from using those words. But that's okay. Let's uh, let's yeah. just move on.
0: But then I got some Via three one three pizza. So. The night ended better.
1: Welcome to Cedar Park uh, if it's via three and three. It's it's good stuff. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk UFC on ESPN. Uh, Sean Strickland versus Abus uh, Magomedov. Sean Strickland. That was a deep eye poke. Did you see that eye poke in there?
0: Oh, did he say it almost got him pregnant? I
1: think he did. I think he's got. He said he has to take a paternity <laughs> test. That eye poke got him pregnant. Uh, that was rough, and you could it's see. A good thing he's not in Texas. I was I was nervous that that, that fight. A that that fight was going to get canceled. Right, that, that that fight was going to end up going to a no contest because of the eye poke. We've seen eye pokes like that that are that are deep. Uh, that was just last uh, week we saw one. That was rough and yeah, uh, tough. A fight. Yeah. I love hearing that. Uh, uh, that Sean Strickland in the ring or in the octagon, he thought about Michael Bisping, and he said, "Look, if Michael Bisping can do it, then I can do it." He won a title without one eye. Uh, I am going to go back in there. I am going to fight. He said he was still uh, seeing double, seeing uh, uh, couldn't see real well even during the fight. Uh, he he lost that first round, but yeah, the second just aimed for the guy in the middle. But the second round was was really impressive. I think he outstruck him. I think like seventy significant strikes, just a fifteen, and and he just kind of teed off on uh, on Abus. It really showed that uh, Magomedov had a jump in competition that
0: he wasn't ready for.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, you, you look at where he's been before. I think he, you know, he had a win over Sadaboy Sai. That's the PFL former champion, current champion uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Abus had, had a win over him. He had one win in the, uh, in the UFC. I think it was over Dustin Stolstitz. Uh, and so that was, and it was, a, it was a good win. But Sean Strickland, this was actually a really good win. Now, I know that Abus is not the biggest name out there, not the biggest win. He's not the best Magomed that, uh, that someone could fight. But what it did show was that Sean Strickland, you know, who, who usually, you know, he'll say to himself, I don't hit hard, but he showed that he could, um, you know, he, he could finish somebody and that's what he really needed to do. I think if you have a, a boring kind of pitter patter decision, win, you're not going to be able to make the, the request that he made after the fight, so after the fight, he called for a title shot and, you know, it's it's not far-fetched to think. It's, it kind of makes me think about the women's divisions where you have the champion fighting the 5th, 6th, 7th-ranked fighters because Israel Asanya, you look at the division already, uh, you have— He's cleared it up. He's, he's already beat Pajeta. He's already beat Whitaker, Canonier, Vittori. Um, obviously, I think if Duplessis he wins, he's going to get that title shot, no question. But after that, he beat Paulo Costa. He beat Derek Brunson. So till so you really think about it, if Israel Adesanya is really serious about fighting someone new who he hasn't, uh, who he hasn't beat before Sean Strickland could jump right in there after this win over Magomedov.
0: He really could. Like if say Whitaker wins, but maybe he can't fight too soon. Mm-hmm. Strickland's right there.
1: Yeah, no, this was, this was, this was exactly what uh, Strickland needed to do to put him in a position. We'll talk about Robert Whitaker versus Drickus pluses later on this show. Uh, and really, if Sean
0: Strickland had had a kind of boring pitter-pet fight after that eye poke, it'd be hard to blame him. Yeah. But you hear he said that he heard the crowd cheering him on while he was recovering? and He said he had to do it for them, basically. They gave him the courage to finish. Well, that was pretty cool. I,
1: I don't feel like that guy needs any courage, any more courage than he already has. Uh, well, he basically- said he
0: was... Because of the bisming thing or because of uh, what happened or how deep it was, he was thinking about quitting. Yeah. i well, was I'm just, thinking about just saying the heck with it and letting it go and coming back later. But he said he couldn't
1: do that to the fans. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the things that he, the crazy things that he says. So uh, let's yeah, jump over. A, yeah, he, he's a weird one. He's crazy. Uh, let's jump over to Grant Dawson. He defeats Damir Ismagulov uh, via decision. This this was actually a great win for Dawson. Uh, he took him down three times. He controlled him for about 12 and a half minutes of the 15-minute fight. It was really impressive to me because I really respect Ismagulov in the division. Uh, he's kind of the, the 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 Russian hammers that are out there. I know he had a loss to Armen Sarukian, uh, but I, I I think to to see Dawson the way he did that, uh, Ismagulov was ranked twelfth. Dawson is ranked fifteenth going to the fight. I would love to see uh, Dawson now fight someone you know in the fringe of the top ten. Right, you got Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker this weekend. I think Jalen Turner is. Uh, ten Dan Hooker is tw- uh, is eleven, so that could make sense. Right above him, you've got Rafael dos Anjos, uh, Armin Sarukian. I-, I think he should be moving up. He just uh, he had that win a few weeks ago. But I think you know anywhere in that RDA Jalen Turner Dan Hooker look, that's a uh, that's a good win for Grant Dawson. And uh, I-, I don't know how, what what Grant Dawson's ceiling is in the division, but he definitely earned himself a fight, kind of at that fringe of the top ten.
0: Yeah. And now, if you go down to the next fight, Morales versus Max Griffin. Yeah, you no, know, Max Griffin is a name we've seen around for a while. So, and you think about the experience uh, disparity between the two. But dude, Michael Morales just styled him on, on him. It reminded me of maybe Cody Garbrandt against Dominick Cruz, maybe a little bit of Anderson Silva. By the second round, you're just like, whoa, what is he doing to this guy? You know, he's doing a little a little Muhammad Ali stuff, holding the right hand up, just giving you something to look at. Hands down, I mean, I don't know where this kid came from. Well, I know he came from Brazil, but um, we're gonna have to keep an eye on him.
1: Yeah, that was like uh, Morales for real. That was a great win as well. Uh, I want to jump down just a couple of things. Kevin Lee made his return back to the UFC. Uh, he came back as a welterweight. Uh, they did not do him any favors, right? No. So he got stopped in the first round by uh, Renat Fakradinov. Uh, Renat dropped him in the, like the first minute, choked him unconscious. It was it was definitely like a rough return for Kevin Lee. Yeah, dude, that guy is just scary looking. Yeah, not as in like
0: monster, but you just look at his face and you see him walking down the street. You're gonna give him a wide berth. I mean, and you could just hear he basically put him down with a straight right, and you could just hear how the thudding sound of it. Like that dude's got some power, and he's gonna be one to watch. Too. Kevin this Lee might have Kevin Lee
1: might watch. have already been out when he went down when he took that shot. Yeah. So. And then
0: the, uh, the next shot was mm, pinpoint accuracy, accuracy, too. And it was unnecessary, but whew,
1: uh, dude hits hard. Elvis Brenner, he defeated uh, Gurdum Kutaladze. Uh, third round TKO. Brenner was down 2-0 on each of the scorecards. So all three scorecards had him down 2-0. Came back, finished in the third. A great win for Elvis Brenner. Um, I did want to mention Kel Rosa defeating Yana Santos. Uh, not a great night. It kind of keeps getting worse for the Santos family. Yeah. Um, Anything else?
0: What else do you want to talk about, Eddie? Uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, the yeah. Frenchman. He had a great win. He's looking forward to hopefully being on the Paris card. And then uh, Joe Anderson Brito, another Brazilian who got a great finish in the first round. Then called out Dan Ige. Yeah. Um, those are, this whole card was full of, like, future names to watch, Jordan. They need to rename this, like, the UFC Challengers series or something. Like the old strike force. Because it's not something with a bunch of names that's going to make you want to watch. Like, but you go back to it later on and watch all the uh, the finishes, and you're like, oh, whoa! I got to remember that guy's name, and then their names that are hard to remember. So you really got to remember them.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, right, it's kind I, of fun. We've been talking right about these these new dawn of these fighters. Right, the the household names that we've had for so long, they're starting to change a little bit. It, it's crazy to think that like Ismagulov was was twelfth, right, and. Um, you know, and you had Grant Dawson who was 15. So so ranked fighters fighting on this card. These are guys that you probably haven't seen much of And And Eddie, like I always say, you got to watch the prelims, you know, that, oh, that's oh, do something. you say that? I do, do say, say that. that. Yes, I do. So uh, you say that your... <laughs> no, right. there you go. Uh, Eddie, there was a little bit of boxing. I know we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about Savannah Marshall last week, uh, but I know that uh, I know, I know you are high on her. Please, uh, please tell us what happened in boxing. Oh this
0: yeah. The UK Savannah Marshall, she, um, she won a majority decision over the U.S.'s uh, French on Cruz Duzern to become the undisputed super middleweight champion Saturday over in, uh, was it Newcastle maybe? I forget exactly where in England. But uh, Marshall lost her last fight to Clarissa Shields in 2022 for the middleweight undisputed championship. That was her first loss. And she moved up now to her more natural weight at 168. And she gave Cruz her second loss to take her titles. Cruz's only other loss was Clarissa Shields,
1: who she actually trained with for this fight. So shields, you know, a step above both of these fighters, it sounds like.
0: Yes. Awesome. They call her the quote for a reason. There and, you go. Uh, she's, she's earned it.
1: All right. So that was boxing and UFC, Eddie. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure, you know, we are now six months into the year. June is over. So we are over. Oh, my
0: God. Where'd we are go? now
1: over halfway. And, Eddie, I know that we could sit here. Uh, we could, you know, do like other people and we could give, you know, mid-year awards, right? We could say, hey, Volk Islam, that's going to be the fight of the year. Grosso versus Shebchenko, uh, that was the sub of the year. And uh, and I'm sure that the casuals, Eddie, they're going to say that Israel Asanya when he knocked out Alex Pajera, that that is the knockout of the year. But Eddie, you and I no. both know that's that's not it. It's going to be in KSW when Christoph Glowacki, he knocked out Patrikh uh, Tikacheski when he was mounted, laying on his back. That, from the bottom. That doesn't happen ever. And, and we saw that happen. That's going to be our KO of the year, at least as of right now. Eddie.
0: Yeah, and if not that one, it would be that one from the Rise in a couple weeks oh ago. Oh, yes,
1: when the guy just stands still before he yeah, falls just right down.
0: Yeah, in like a hug stance.
1: Yeah. But, Eddie, I want to look at the predictions that we made, right? We made predictions at the beginning of the year. Uh, Eddie, would you have predicted that I only watched one episode of The Ultimate before I got, uh before I got bored watching The Ultimate Fighter here? I would have predicted two and a half, over, under. I didn't. I, I missed. I was under. I was under two and a half. I got bored, brother. Uh, but I want to talk about the predictions that we made. Who will be the champs at the end of the year? Because and there's, as
0: always, please, no wagering.
1: There's a couple, Eddie, that uh, we just don't have a chance at anymore. Like, it's not going to happen. And and obviously, that's Amanda Nunez as a bantamweight and featherweight champion. They're, they're actually cleared out on on the UFC website. She is no longer the champion of those divisions. So.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Until they name a champion. No,
1: no, you You look she's there. No,pe she's not. Because I,
0: I don't. I don't care. I
1: said well, until they name a champion. Well, unfortunately, champion. we both picked that, Eddie. So it doesn't really matter. We're not. We, n- neither of us gain anything from that, right? But right. we aren't going to win. Two that.
0: points, man. We are not going.
1: Points. Well, <laughs> I don't know if we can. We can count as. I mean, they've actually Recheated. they've actually wiped off the featherweight division all the way off of the rankings page. So who knows? So Eddie, you picked Zhang Li. I picked. Amanda Lemos, for the strawweight division. Wouldn't you know, before we even knew that this matchup was happening, they are matched up August 19th. That fight is happening. Amanda Lamos versus Zhang Wiley. Good chance that one of us will be correct by the end of the year. Good chance that it's going to be you, Zhang Wiley. I, I, maybe I don't see her. I don't see Zhang if she wins or even Amanda Lemos getting another fight in this year. So I think one of us is safe there. Uh, flyweights, Valentina Shevchenko. Like, Both of us picked chevchenko possibility yeah. that that fight is still happening so we could happen yeah we both have a possibility uh we both picked bantamweight uh as amanda nunez and featherweight amanda nunez but now we get into the men's division flyweight actually devison figueredo was the champion on january 1st you picked that brandon moreno was going to be the champion i picked that alexandre pantoja was going to be the champion oh, that fight happens this week we knew that fight happens this week we knew, yeah uh in, the, uh, in Bantamweight, you picked uh, Aljamain was the was the champion. You picked Aljamain. Uh, I picked Sean O'Malley. That fight is a possibility. That has been August 19th as well. So we're not out of it on that one, right? You know what? We're kind of smart. It's, I'm impressed uh, that we are still, you know, neither of us picked Henry Cejudo. Uh, although I don't know if we even knew that that was even a possibility at that time. Well,
0: let me tell you, I was scared.
1: Yeah. Featherweight, we both picked Volk. Uh, We'll see what happens this weekend, but either way, we don't gain anything. Also, in lightweight, we both picked uh, Islam Makhachev. We can't gain anything that way. Uh, Here's where it gets interesting, Eddie. Uh, Welterweight. This is the lack of respect that both of us showed for Leon Edwards.
0: (laughs) So true. So true, man. But in our defense, we saw the first fight. We saw him get worked for four and a half rounds and then land a Hail Mary. Now, granted, he threw the Hail Mary it landed he got the belt but we both felt that with what we saw there's no way that leon edwards was going to beat Kamar usman and then he did
1: yeah we both picked kamaru usman uh kamaru there's not a chance that Kamar is getting a title shot again this year just there's just no way so we are both going to be wrong uh, it will not be uh, I mean, we've seen stranger things right but you know we think that it's going to be colby covington he's going to fight for the title uh, Bala Muhammad, he should be on our radar at least somewhere here. Uh, but we uh, we've got to give Leon Edwards a little bit more respect at middleweight. Alex Baheda was the champion. Uh, you picked that Hamzat Shemayev was going to be the champion at the end of the year. I picked it was going to be Israel Adesanya. Uh, you never know that could happen, Hamzat. Could jump into a title fight if something doesn't work out with Dricus or Sean Strickland. It would be nice just to see him fight. It's looking a little bit less likely with with Sean Strickland pretty much coming out of that fight unscathed. We'll see how his, his eyeballs are. But for the most part, uh, he should be okay. So that might be a rough one for you. I, I could still win that one with Israel Adesanya. Light heavyweight. There was no champion. Neither of us picked that Jamal Hill would be the champion at this time. Uh, we picked Magomed Ankaleyev. And uh, and then at heavyweight, Francis was the champ. John Jones was picked by you. Great pick, right there. I picked Sergey Pavlovich. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen with Estipe. but it's, I'm. It could still possibly happen. I yeah. I may not get a chance though to uh, to write that one. So, uh, but overall, Eddie, we're still in it, right? We're still not that far away. And uh, does this, Jamal
0: Hill have anything lined up yet?
1: At light heavyweight. No, right. So I think they're still waiting to see what's going to happen. Can Yeri Prochaska come back? We know that uh, Jan Vlahovic, he is going to fight Alex Beherda. They're welcoming him to the division. I'm just surprised that we haven't seen anything with Ma- Magomed Ankolaev. You know, like, since the last fight, I don't remember him getting injured. I remember it was a boring fight. Uh, but I have not heard anything for Magomed Ankolaev at all. Like, he doesn't Maybe have a fight Maybe he was set also up. just
0: waiting for uh, Ramadan to finish.
1: Yeah, but by now you would think that he would have at least something set up. Uh, it's uh, maybe he's just waiting to to get a title shot somewhere.
0: I mean, and it's uh,
1: arguably deserved.
0: I say it's deserved.
1: Yeah, well, that's because you picked him. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right, Eddie. That is the uh, the picks for chance at the end of the year. That is a little bit of boxing and UFC on ESPN. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com. We will be right back.
0: It's what's up with that. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a bigger cup of coffee and clear my
1: head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on what's up with that. Ooh we. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh we. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? Without you, yeah, oh, yo. woo,
0: yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan. You know, Jordan, we mentioned last week that it was kind of silly season in sports. And Monday, I was debating between watching Canadian football and NBA Spring League or uh, Summer uh, League, whatever you call it. But it turns out Wimby wasn't playing, so I went with Canadian football.
1: That's, that's but, disappointing.
0: But there are even more disappointing things in our own sport to talk about, and I hate that I'm even going to do this, but it just hits too close to home not to do it. So it turns out that one of the GOATs, GSP, is in Austin this week, and it's for like the dumbest reason possible.
1: What's up with that? Yeah, so you actually said this last week, Eddie. You were said, I'm surprised to see George St. Pierre get involved in Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, but it turns out the offer that he made has now become a reality. Uh, Elon Musk, John Danaher, George St. Pierre, and uh, computer scientist turned podcaster Lex Friedman has uh, are all training together in Austin. Austin is kind of becoming this hotbed of, of, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu you got Gordon Ryan here you got John Dana here here and so these guys are training so uh, I, I told you that uh, the shirts are now for sale Eddie I, I sent you a link that I could uh, could buy you a shirt uh, but yeah so buying that. Uh, George St. Pierre wrote that uh, that he great training session with these three men I really admire combined IQ in this photo is a thousand not including me uh, and obviously, Musk said, "Wrote back, really fun." The obvious conclusion is that I need a lot more training. Eddie, are we closer to this? Ha- is this going to happen?
0: Uh, I still won't believe it till Musk walks into the cage. But I will say, I'm surprised. I didn't realize he was that big. This just I mean, gets, he kind of dwarfs uh, GSP.
1: It gets crazier and
0: crazier. It really is nuts, man. I don't know what's wrong. Am I the crazy one for thinking it's dumb? No. Or is it the world? Because a lot of times lately, it's been me. So I could understand if it, if I was the crazy You've
1: one. You've got a lot of issues, Eddie. I, that's true. Yeah. Not this one. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay, good. I'm like, I, I, I got no words. All right, Jordan. We teased it last week, but the UFC has made it official. The UFC women's flyweight title will be contested on a regular fight night. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, so while I wish this was happening in Mexico City, I think Alexa Grasso deserves this. Uh, It's going to happen at the T-Mobile Arena. Dana White announced it last week that Alexa Grasso will defend the UFC women's flyweight title against Valentina Shevchenko on September 16th at the T-Mobile Arena. It's going to be on TV. Uh, In the co-main event, you've got Kelvin Gastelum moving back down to welterweight to take on Shavkat Rachmanov. That is Ooh. a great fight. Shafkot is 17-0. He's coming off of wins over Jeff Neal and and Neil Magny. Uh, he's ranked sixth in the division. This would obviously be a huge win for Gasolim based on where he is in his career, right? Gasolim had some good wins. He had that great fight against Israel Adesanya for the interim title. But where Gasolim right now is in his career, to beat someone like Shafkot, that would put him right in the mix in the welterweight division. And if Shafkot gets a win it just kind of just continues to legitimize him, right? Jeff Neal, Neil Magny, Kelvin Gaslam, those are great wins. Uh, also on the card, uh, the UFC announced that Tracy Cortez is going to take on Jasmine Jassidavicious. And uh, and Anthony Hernandez is going to fight Chris Curtis. So you got Grasso defending her title against Valentina in the main event. Grasso is from Mexico. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam versus Shavkat Gaslam, born in California, uh, but from Mexican descent. You got Anthony Hernandez, fluffy, uh, also born in California, but is Mexican-American. And then Tracy Cortez, born in Phoenix, but also of Mexican descent. And uh, And the UFC is not done with adding Mexican fighters to the card. So I do wonder if Brandon Moreno were to be able to come out of this fight unscathed or enough that he could come back in a few months. Uh, if he's relatively healthy and he wins... Could they put him on this fight card as well? I, you think he would deserve it. I'm sure he would want to. He'd be okay doing it. Uh, but it's actually, you know, you think about it, it's only, it, it's the exact same turnaround that they're expecting the Whitaker Duplessis winner uh, to do. I mean, actually, maybe it's one week more. Uh, but either way, this is a really fun fight card. And, and, and easily, it easily could be a pay-per-view. Uh, I love that the UFC is trying to stake claim to uh, September 16th, which is Mexico's Independence Day.
0: I don't know if they're sticking claim to it, but they're trying to using it. No, they're trying but, to
1: stay claim to it.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the SEC,
1: Jordan, that's usually a Canelo boxing date. What's up with that? Yeah. So last week we had some speculation that Canelo was going to fight a Charlo brother on September 16th. Turns out uh, Canelo Alvarez Alvarez is going to face Jermel and not Jermal Charlo. On September 30th. So we knew that Canelo had signed a three fight deal with the PBC. Uh, We did think he was going to fight Jamal. Jamal is the WBC middleweight champion. Jamel is the undisputed light middleweight champion. Uh, Jamel has never fought above 154 pounds. And we do know, you know, Canelo has won titles at 175 pounds. So so not only is Canelo playing it safe by fighting the smaller Charlo brother, uh, but he's also playing it safe by not you know, competing against the UFC on that date. So they're actually <laughs> going to fight on September 30th. So uh, with the UFC taking over the T-Mobile arena, you know, Canelo easily could have done Team uh, MGM Grand or, or even uh, the, uh, the uh, Mandalay Bay. Uh, he could have even done Allegiant Stadium that weekend. But to me, Eddie, by moving weekends all together, we talked about it last week, but this is the proverbial waiting on the couch until the BMF fight is over to start your fight. So, like, he waited for Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal to finish, so he can go out there and fight. He just gave it up. He said, "Okay, I know that this is usually a boxing day." Cannell just—he uh, phoned it in. He took the safer way out here.
0: Yeah, it's—it's uh, uh, it's not because he's taking, the, he's taking the safer way out, but it is like the waiting on the couch moment. But it's not because it's safer. For some reason he just really likes the T-Mobile. You got looking at a quote right here from his uh, his team that says uh, they weren't concerned with competing with the UFC on pay-per-view. The UFC just grabbed up the T-Mobile arena. And that's where Canelo wanted to fight, and that's where his American pay-per-view fights have taken place over the last few years. So he just likes the T-Mobile. I don't know if they have a better green room, locker rooms, or what. They don't. He could have gone to, like you said, there was MGM Grand. He could have gone to Dallas. Yeah.
1: He could have gone to Mexico reason, City. He
0: just, he just wanted the uh, the T-Mobile, which is which is weird. But yeah, now it's two weeks later. Didn't want to compete. a waste. Didn't want to compete, Eddie. We could have had... UFC finishing, and it didn't matter if they didn't or not, but in time to see, see that happen, and now it's not going to happen. It would have been a great uh, weekend, at least for me, because you know I love to sit on the couch and watch me some fights. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, we mentioned Tracy Cortez a little earlier. It looks like her and Brian Ortega seem to have a little uh, tension going on. What's up with that?
1: Yeah. So, Eddie, this is our TMZ moment right here. They used to be MMA's it couple. Uh, but earlier in the year, we quietly saw Tracy Cortez and Brian Ortega. They unfollowed each other. Uh, Cortez removed all their pictures on Instagram. Uh, then nice, this week, cool. Paulo Costa, he posted a picture with Tracy Cortez. And, and that started to get uh, Twitter kind of going abuzz and speculating. Ortega even responded on Twitter. Uh, he, this is what he said. He said, everyone out here talking about I fumbled. Y'all must not know the rules of the game. When you drop the ball on accident, that's a fumble. But when you throw it away on purpose, that's called a complete pass. Top G. Um, Eddie, I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't play football. I played water polo. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure that when you throw the ball away on purpose, that is not a complete pass. That That's an, that's an incomplete pass.
0: That isn't a complete is pass. Is that correct? That is correct, and let me tell you, I did play football. And Brian, that is not what you wanted to use in the first place. What you wanted to use was punt. You punted the ball away, got rid of it, sent it back out there, gave it away. That's what you wanted to do. All right, just so- fumble, you punted. That's what you wanted to say. So, so Brian
1: Ortega maybe not may not know the rules of football exactly the way he thinks he does, uh, but I don't know if uh, what he does know is how Must to be how to fan. like scantily clad women on uh, on Twitter. If you go to his likes page, that's all he has liked. Eddie, uh, anyways, Tracy Cortez responded as well. Let me just say this: to this day, I've yet to say anything negative about you or bash your name. Don't start throwing throwing shade now. I'm blessed. Hashtag. Move with love. Uh, Cortez out here taking the high road. She, she might be taking some secret juice as well, but at least sure. she's doing it on the high road.
0: Watch your mouth, man. The secret juice. That's rude. Have you not seen Paulo uh, Costa's
1: bottle of secret juice? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm just, don't, don't ruin the joke. Um, but yeah, um, just a note to everyone out there. Everyone can see what you like. So just because you see something on Twitter, you don't have to hit that heart. You don't have to do it.
1: Yeah, Connor got in trouble for that a little while ago.
0: Yeah, a lot of politicians are doing it. I'm like, dude, you, you don't have to hit the button. Even Instagram, you don't have to. Just look at it and move on, all right? Uh, now, Jordan, the PFL has announced the lineup for their card in San Antonio. Uh, um, I think you, you should want to go, too. Are, are you busy that weekend, on August 4th?
1: No, I'm, I'm hoping. That? I'm going to Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul on August 5th. You're going south, Eddie. I'm going north. Uh, we have the semifinals of the featherweight and light heavyweight divisions. Uh, light heavyweight, obviously a division that has been ransacked by failed drug tests. But here's the fight card, Eddie. In the main event, you've got Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo. Pinedo, he's the guy that beat Brendan Lofton You got uh, co-main event, Josh Silvera versus Ty Flores. Uh, you got at featherweight, Movlid Kaibulav versus Gabriel Alves Braga. Uh, light heavyweight, you got Marthine Hamlet versus Impa Kasangane. And then lightweight, you got Elvin uh, Espinosa versus Keone Diggs. That's the main card, Eddie. Uh, with San Antonio just two hours away, and you being the MMA purist that you are, uh, I'm, I'm sure, Eddie, you are just—you've already, you know, requested your p- credential. You're going to be front row uh, for Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo, right?
0: I think I'd be better off spending my time going to see Melee, Melee Fight Club down here in Austin. Melee Fighting Championships. Um, there are like three names on that whole card that I know. Uh, let's see, Bubba Jenkins. And Sangane, and not even in the tournament. Satoshi Ishii. I knew I know him at heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a rough card. In man. the words of Randy Jackson.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, that's 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 a rough card. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I got ESPN Plus. I'm paying for that. But uh, no. yeah. Jordan with some new yeah, fights. Yeah, it's just
1: a couple of new fights. You got Miguel Baeza versus Jake Matthews at UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. It's a fun fight. Uh, ha- fight night August 12th. Hakim Duwadu versus Cub Swanson. Killer Cub getting back out there. Uh, UFC 292. Eddie in Boston. I don't have a new fight, but Henry Cejudo injured his shoulder and is out of his fight against Marlon Vera. There's actually a video. Did you video. send
0: me the video of how he did? that? Yeah,
1: I did. He's actually like breaking down a fight. He's like, "Oh, my shoulder's hurting." And then he has to pull out of the Dude, fight. Dude, I,
0: so. I told you I did that just like brushing my teeth one day. And just like there's a catch in my neck and shoulder, just simple brushing motions. And all of a sudden, ow! Ah, I couldn't move. Yeah, that's because we're old. old. Yes, you know.
1: We're not athletes, though, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back.
0: Until next time. Hey, 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 hey.
1: What's up with that? What's up with that? The
0: champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The
1: champ is here. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The the Horn. Hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And Eddie... We got two champs. We actually got three champs on this fight. We got the interim champion, Yair Rodriguez, taking on the featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovski. And then we got the flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, fighting Alexand- Alexander Pantoja. Eddie, this is a really fun fight card. You've got one of the best featherweights in the maybe of, of all time, right? Uh, against a guy who, in Yair Rodriguez, who is an opponent who had so much potential who finally seems that he's fighting at that level. We're starting to see him finally reach the peaks that we were hoping to see. Uh, in the co event, you've got the champion, Brandon Moreno, uh, going up against a man that has actually two wins against him. One in 2016 on the Ultimate Fighter by second round submission, and another in uh, uh, 2018 by decision. But let's start, Eddie. That's going to really eat at him. Yeah, let's start at Volk versus Yard Rodriguez. This is a fun fight, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to this fight. This is one of those fights where you better not blink
0: because the striking is going to be fast, it's going to be sharp, and it is going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're probably the first round is probably going to start a little slow. And I'm just me saying this is probably going to make the MMA gods turn it into a, a crap fest. But this should be one of those fights where you want to tell people who don't watch fighting to tune in.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I, I was talking to someone earlier this week, and, and by names on this fight card, not the biggest names. Right. Uh, there's there's some names, but like people, I was talking to someone today and he's like, I actually don't know anyone on the card. Uh, I mean, you look down, you see Robbie Lawler. We'll talk about him. But overall, I mean, Volkanovski, he's one of the greatest fighters in the world right now. One one of the best pound for pound fighters. You got Islam up there. You got John Jones up there. There's some great just fighters. Not a,
0: just not stars.
1: But, but Volk is, is impressive and he is coming off that loss. He's coming off a loss to Islam Makachev. That doesn't help. you wonder what that's going to do to the psyche. I mean, he had lost before and then he, you know, he ripped off. Uh, you know, twenty two wins in a row. After that, so it's not like he can't do that before. But yeah, Rodriguez is tough. He's he's got two wins now in a row. Josh Emmett and Brian Ortega. He did have that bad loss to, to Max Holloway back in uh, uh, two thousand twenty one in, in November. But yeah, but it's Max. This it is Max. But this is Volk, right? So on paper, Volk should should you know destroy him. He should he should do look really good against whoa, him. Whoa, 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 destroy. I'm, he's he's a minus four fifteen favorite. That's that. Those are big odds, Eddie. That so on Destroy, paper I
0: would think it'd be like minus a well, thousand.
1: we'll we'll get to a minus a thousand uh, favorite in a little bit, but it's a uh, you know it, it's it's a those are minus four fifteen are are big odds to to win a to win a fight.
0: I mean, my money would be on Volk on Volkanovsky, but I'm like four fifteen seems actually seems about right actually. It, it,
1: it's a big spread, uh, so obviously Volk you know it's a big strength advantage. He, he's supposed to win this fight. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Pantoja. We mentioned that before. Pantoja has two wins against him. How do you think any of that plays into this fight?
0: That's really got to eat at Moreno. Kind of like uh, Izzy and Alex Pajeda. You know, that's one of those things where he's got to be just like itching to get that back. And because of something like that, my money would be on Moreno. Yeah. Because it's really hard to beat someone three times. Yeah, he's a
1: slight favorite as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to obviously I'm going to pick Pantoja. I have him as the champion at the end of the year, so I've got to stick with him. You got to uh, roll with him. That could be a fun fight. Uh, and this is where it starts to get interesting: Whitaker versus Driggers Uh Whitaker, another big favorite. Yeah, you know, uh, all
0: the champions you mentioned earlier. You didn't mention the former champion on the card.
1: Yeah, Robert Whitaker yeah. is on that fight card. Uh, Robbie Lawler, another former champion, on this fight yeah, card as well. Uh, but Robert Whitaker, you know, it's interesting. This, on paper, is the number one contenders' fight uh, for the middleweight champion. Uh, I'm going to pick Whitaker when we when we make our picks in a little bit, Eddie. Uh, but I don't think I think if, it, if I, let's say he wins and he's he's fine, I just don't know if he still gets that title shot. I think I think they could still go with someone like a Sean Strickland, even though they said it. I mean, it's not past the UFC to say, "Hey, we're going to go a different direction." Uh, I'd love to see Whitaker welcome Hamzad if he wins this fight. But
0: they're going to do Izzy in Australia, right? Yes,
1: bring Sean Strickland to Australia.
0: Now, if they do Australia, it's going to be Whitaker if he wins.
1: I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I still think that Izzy has some say in it, and uh, and he could pull Sean Strickland. If he doesn't really want to fight guys you, you over again. You know what Izzy
0: has? Pay-per-view points.
1: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know who doesn't buy pay-per-views? Robert- you know there? No one buys pay Australia doesn't buy pay It's not a pay-per-view market.
0: The U.S. is, and Robert You're, Whitaker is a much bigger name. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't think that matters. I
1: think there's an A side and there's right. a B side, and well, Anna. Ju-
0: just like two ninety, you know, people say, oh, we don't know who, we don't know these people on here. People know Robert Whitaker; they've seen him for a while. But that's exactly he's what I told you. Fan. They,
1: they looked at these peep fighters and they didn't know who he was. That's what I'm saying. Robert Whitaker doesn't bring doesn't bring eyeballs. He's not going to sell pay per view. So I think it's Israel Asana. It's like Ric Flair versus a broomstick. Uh, we but got. He
0: sells that uh, there's uh, someone on the other side who has a chance. That's what I think he sells.
1: Yeah, I, I I will agree to disagree on this one. You got Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Jalen Turner, a, good fight. A, a rising star, fun fight. Uh, you got Bo Nickel fighting Tréshawn Gore. This is obviously the biggest uh, odds of the fight. You got you got a minus fourteen fifty for uh, for Bo like, Nickel. So poor poor Gore.
0: You know he is not on this pay per view because the UFC wants to be in the Tréshawn Gore business. No, that, that is not He's business being fed they're in. To the lambs.
1: Uh, I would say uh, the other fight I'm, I'm actually really bummed, Eddie. I told you this last week. Uh, Jack Dela Maddalena uh, was supposed to fight Sean Brady. I thought this was a great comeback fight for Brady, and uh, Sean Brady has to withdraw from the fight. His something with his elbow, and they put uh, they they did get uh, they did get him back on the fight card. So uh, Jack Della Maddalena, he's going to fight Josiah Harrell in his debut. He's another huge favorite, minus nine fifty now. Uh, and then Robbie Lawler. I mean, we got to be excited to see Robbie Lawler fight.
0: Yeah, Robbie Lawler is the biggest star on the card. And putting him at the, head, at the top of the prelims is the way that you drive people to the pay-per-view or to ESPN+. Plus. And smart move. And hopefully uh, against Nico Price, that's, that could be a
1: banger, man. That one might steal the show. Yeah, that, that could be a lot of fun. You got uh, Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. Eddie, we got a, just a couple minutes left. Let's make a couple picks. Uh, Volk right. versus Yair. I'm going Volk. Alright, I'm gonna go Volk as well. Uh Moreno versus Pantoja. Moreno. Yeah, you you, you have to go there. Uh Whitaker versus Drickus DePlusis. Whitaker. I'm gonna go Whitaker too. Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. That's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Turner. Uh, me too. I thought I was gonna get you on that one. Uh yeah. Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. I hate myself, but I'm picking Price. Okay, this is not a good Lawler's be fun just getting us. up there, man. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. Oh, this is a tough one. Let's go Menafield. Okay, I'm going to go Jimmy Crute just to go opposite of you. Uh, so, I wasn't going to, Eddie. but are uh, so really, going to pick Trishon Gore? Uh, I'm not going to pick Trishon Gore, <laughs> nor am I going to pick Josiah Harrell. So, uh, guys, that is UFC 290. Check it out this Saturday night on Pay-Per-View. Uh, guys, this is exciting. The next time that Eddie and I do this show, we are going to be live and in person. So we are going to be together. We're going to reca- recap UFC 290. We're going to get ready for uh, Holly Holm versus uh, Marina Buena Silva. I mean, that that's a fight card. Eddie. That, that, hey, that's that, a banger. and in- deserves us being together. Hey, I, I, I might
0: stink a little bit, warn your wife, because I'll be coming from the beach. Oh, perfect. But, that's um, a bit. Yeah, let them know.
1: Nice. All right, stay tuned, guys. Sports guys talking wrestling. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great week and hope you had a great 4th of July.
0: Hey, be safe with those fireworks. Be nice to each other,
1: stay positive
0: and love your life. And if we ever didn't, thank you. Let us do it now. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.